This is Mercy Harper, writer for research services at APQC. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to APQC podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So today I'm here with Alyssa Tucker, APQC's Principal Research Lead for Human Capital Management, and Lauren Trees, APQC's Principal Research Lead for Knowledge Management, to talk about this new app called Blind. So I first heard about this app on another podcast where they mentioned that Blind uh, recently received 37 million in funding. So I started thinking this app is expected to grow and I started looking into what it's all about. And what I learned is that Blind is an anonymous workplace app that's kind of like Glassdoor meets Slack meets Reddit. It's a place to talk about work stuff anonymously. It's actually been around since 2015, but during the pandemic, it really started to um, prove its value as a place where you could find company news that you weren't going to get um, from your company leaders, and also as a way to network during social distancing. And now it has around 5 million users. And I think what draws people to it is that it's anonymous, so people feel safe but people are also verified as working at a certain company, so they feel like they can trust what they learn on there. And it has a lot more interaction and immediacy than something like Glassdoor. So I think you both poked around on Blind and the press around it a little bit. Um, so I'd like to hear about your first impressions. So maybe Alyssa, you could kick us off. Sure. Um, I, I definitely can kick us off. Um, I think blind is is something that employers need to be paying attention to. It's not an entirely new concept um, for uh, there to be a social network for employees um, to connect with each other, um, either from one organization or across different organizations, to share information, like you just said, about um, you know what is happening in the organization that maybe hasn't been shared publicly, um, to talk about things like pay um, and different you know other kinds of negotiations for promotions. Um, so it's not entirely new and some companies may already be monitoring you know, a platform like Blind or, or maybe Indeed, for example, which um, is another way to share information um, about employers. Um, but I do think you mentioned the pandemic and I think that um, the pandemic and also this funding that's going into Blind and the, the usage of it going up um, really should get employers' attention and that they need to revisit their practices, even if they feel that they have good practices for monitoring these kinds of platforms and, you know, taking action on what they see. I think the environment is changing. Um, and so I think it's time to, to revisit, look at um, how people are using, how workers are using platforms like Blind right now, but also to think a step ahead. How might they be using this platform in different ways in the future, because I think there's reasons why they might um, change how they're using these platforms um, and just try to get ahead of, of the game um, and try to have you know a little bit of control about uh, over how this app, like Blind or, or other types of apps, affect them as an employer. Totally. And you know, it's interesting while the, the company reaction to this app has been mostly negative and it's been banned at a couple of companies. Yeah. Um, some are kind of, you know, lurking around and monitoring and Blind says that in the future, they're going to offer um, like Pulse surveys to companies and companies can post on there. 
So they're kind of, I think they're starting to kind of negotiate their relationship with employers, you know, in the future. And that's kind of interesting. So like Lauren, what did you think of the, of, of blind when you started digging in? It's so interesting what you just said, Mercy, because what do they always say in social media? If it's free, then you are the product. So that's something for employees to be really aware of uh, if this is something that's then going to get marketed to companies to tap into this rich vein of, of data. I agree with everything that Alyssa said. I had two initial gut thoughts that I wanted to share. The first relates to the pandemic, but also relates to the nature of distributed global work, which is these are the kinds of conversations that you used to have with a clutch of trusted coworkers over a beer after work, that kind of thing. And um, it's interesting to see that move into an anonymous distributed network where instead of that incredible amount of trust that you have with those people, you're leveraging anonymity for, uh, you know, as a proxy for trust, right? And then the other question that I had, which is sort of separate, if you go into Blind and look at the top companies that are in there, it's a lot of Silicon Valley darlings. It's a lot of tech, high tech companies. And I'm curious how much this is a phenomenon of that culture and how much it's going to move into mainstream, main street, big business, or even medium-sized organizations, or how much this is something that is unique to, or at least very much more common in a Silicon Valley type of environment, partially just because those people pay attention to these kinds of apps and are more comfortable signing up for them and understanding them. I feel like your average employee, it's hard to even get them to figure out how to use Microsoft Teams, much less <laughs> how to use a anonymous social networking app. Totally. Um, so I don't know if you guys actually signed up for it, but I did. Um, and uh, so you need to use your company if you want to like email, if you want to get full access, you can, otherwise you're not going to really see anything. But even if you do use your company email, it doesn't unlock that, like the private ch- like uh, channel for your company until 30 other people do. Mm. So there has to be, I guess, maybe like a little bit of an on the ground awareness within your company for this thing to really take root. Or it has to be a big enough company that that's a minuscule subset of the population. Yeah. And yes, you're totally right. It's it's tech companies mostly. Consulting also seemed really big on here. And I saw a couple, you know, of your more like oil and gas, you know, kind of like traditional companies on here. But as I um, played around on it, because, you know, I can't see what's going on, what, what people think about APQC, but I can kind of poke around a little bit on the other, um, you know, company channels and stuff. And it's interesting, it's kind of a mix of what you would think people would be doing on there and other things that are a little more surprising. So yes, people are definitely reviewing their experiences and they're gossiping and they're complaining, um, but they're also asking for interview tips and referrals, which I found really interesting to ask for a referral on an anonymous one anonymous person asking another anonymous person for a referral Um, and asking for, you know, like career advice, company news, looking for jobs, all of that kind of stuff. So I think this app has really interesting implications for human capital management and knowledge management. 
maybe it's a threat, maybe it's an asset, maybe it's a little bit of both. Um, so Alyssa, you talked a little bit earlier about, you know, uh, human capital management needs to pay attention, but what do you, could you tell us a little bit more about what you see as the implications? Sure. I think if you're not paying attention, it is a threat as an organization because you're not controlling um, the narrative about your uh, brand, um, both as an employer, but also, you know, your larger brand um, that goes out in the world um, with consumers. Um, but I don't think it has to be um, a threat uh, for an organization as long as they, you know, are paying attention and being proactive uh, about uh, how they, they address this. Um, one of the things that, one of the reasons I think that blind is picking up so much pace right now is because during the pandemic, there was a lot of change and employees had a deep need for information. And when they're not getting that information from their employers adequately, they're going to seek it elsewhere. And I think the challenge with an anonymous application is, you just don't know if you can trust that information. You don't know that person um, who is providing that information. So from an employer standpoint, the more that you can get ahead of this, be transparent about what is going on in your organization, have a culture where it is okay to ask questions, um, you know, to, to ask for the information that, that maybe you haven't been given. And um, that culture of transparency, I think, can alleviate the need that employees have to turn to that kind of, to a kind of application uh, like blind. Um, so that, that would be one thing I would say, you know, in, increasing uh, transparency. Um, the other thing I would say is think about can you bring this conversation in-house um, to some extent. You're not going to, you know, keep everyone off blind and that really you don't need to. Um, but how can you open those communication lines in your organization? How can you make sure that your employees know that you're you're listening to them and you're really understanding what they're saying. So it's it's not just letting people submit feedback or or, or vent. It's it's really being part of that conversation internally um, and trying to take action on what you're hearing. But sometimes you can't. And in those cases, it's really important to explain why. Be really open about that with your employees. I think that goes a long way towards um, preserving engagement. Uh, and then you're less likely to see people going on to blind and talking negatively uh, about your organization to candidates um, who might be on there, you know, trying to vet whether they should accept this a job at your company or not. Um, so I think that that, you know, is, is really um, important to, to think about. And I'll just say one other thing. I think it's a great time to update policies and, and training. Um, we went into the pandemic really quickly. People went remote. We started using new tools um, and new platforms. And there was a need to uh, connect on a platform like Blind for many people. And it's time to kind of go back and say, okay, you know, how are people using all the different tools for communicating right now? How do we ideally want these to be used? And have a conversation with your employees too about that to understand their needs. Um, and then really have clear policies about, you know, how you communicate within your company and as a representative of your company externally um, and training on that as well, because there's so many nuances um, when you're talking about um, social communications, you know, especially if you're anonymous. Um, and so really helping employees think through the repercussions of, of their participation um, in different uh, platforms. And then I, 
one last thing I will say, be transparent about what you are monitoring as an employer, both internally or externally. So it's important. Uh, a lot of companies have picked up monitoring of employees because of the pandemic, because their employees went remote, and they're using a lot of different technologies to watch what employees are doing on employer-owned devices. So it's important for employers to communicate that to employees so they, they understand that. It's important also to let employees know what you're doing in terms of monitoring things externally. So what you're doing on monitoring Twitter, for example, if you are on blind, because many employers are on blind watching what happens, you know, you don't have to say I'm on this application, but employees should know that you are, you know, you're watching these things and hopefully you're watching them from, you know, a need to understand better and be a better employer and meet employee needs. But I think transparency is really important. Absolutely. And I will note that in my time digging around on Blind that um, conversations around monitoring are, are very prominent. There's a lot of concern about that and, and people are wanting to know before they apply for a job what the monitoring situation is. And that's where they're finding that information because it feels very secretive right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If, if I was an employer, I'd get ahead of that and, and try to be open and transparent. It's great for your brand uh, as an employer, but also these things are coming out. Um, these brands are coming out more to consumers and consumers are making decisions about who they purchase things for, mm. from um, based on how well employees are treated. So that's another consideration. Absolutely. So Lauren, what did you think of the implications of blind for knowledge management? Ironically, I think I'm probably going to say a lot of the same things that Alyssa did, but from a more KME perspective. I think it's important for organizations to understand how knowledge flows through the enterprise, and that includes the formal, the informal, and the unsanctioned. I feel like a lot of organizations have a content strategy, a knowledge management strategy that focuses a lot on that formal content, doesn't really address the informal flow of knowledge, and completely ignores the unsanctioned. So that, that's where I would start. So just like Alyssa's saying, I think you need to have someone on these platforms. You need to be aware, not just of that they exist, but what the trending topics are for your organization, for your industry. What are the things that people either who work there or who are thinking about working there, who did work there, are talking about? The, the black market always teaches you something about the real economy, right? So if everybody is looking for toilet paper, that probably means there's less toilet paper in the real economy. And it's the same thing with information. Those are the gaps that you need to fill. What kind of information and expertise are people not getting through other channels? And I was thinking, Alyssa, back to the research we did four or five years ago around mentoring programs. And we looked at different types of knowledge that people were sharing through mentoring. And one of them was that deep knowledge about how things work inside an organization, how you get things done, workarounds for different problems, and, and just how you navigate that environment on a very 
organization specific uh, way. And I suspect that that's a lot of, of what's going on beyond the complaining and talking about salaries and things like that in a platform like Blind. And so from a knowledge management perspective, I feel like you've got to look at that and say, is there anything we can do to address those issues to, to meet that need within the context of our knowledge strategy and systems? So if people are talking about how projects are broken and we're trying to figure out how to navigate that, then maybe we need a community of practice for project management. Maybe we need better documentation and training on a particular aspect of what we're doing. Maybe we just need to communicate and be more transparent about certain things. And it, you probably won't move people off blind who want to be there, and that's fine. But you probably solve a problem for a lot of people who are not on blind who are also experiencing that same information gap. And then the other piece I was thinking about coming out of our virtual collaboration research, one of the differentiators that we found made organizations more likely to be effective at deep collaboration in a virtual environment, things like innovation and strategic problem solving and things like that, we're having the ability to have closed groups where you have to ask or um, you know, meet certain criteria to join those groups to be part of them. And so I feel like there's an implication here for potentially within your enterprise social network, within your platforms within the company, creating an environment where people do have a little bit more safe space to be a little bit more vulnerable, to ask questions that maybe feel sensitive to them, to have, um, you know, those kinds of conversations and, and making a space for it so that at least you're controlling it and people aren't going off in some completely anonymous place that you have no control over where you don't own the data. Um, cause I feel like that creates a lot of risks for organizations as well. Absolutely. So one last thing I wanted to talk to you guys about is whether this app makes us rethink what we're doing with the concept of personal brands. So there's this idea that everyone wants to promote their personal brand. And by aligning with that, we can get people to engage in KM and HCM things whether that's gamification or training and development, communities of practice, all of that. And then there comes blind that purposely removes the whole personal brand factor. And yes, people are using it to do stuff you definitely want to do anonymously, but they're also doing it for things that where you would think that they would not, like find new job opportunities and network and try to grow their careers and find development opportunities. So I'm just curious, um, what do you guys think about that? I think it's a great point to raise because I think there's an opportunity for employees um, as they are engaging on these different communication platforms, whether it's within their organization or externally on an app like Blind, um, to think about what across all those applications are you putting forth as your brand? What is this saying about you? Um, because employers do look, you know, at um, that information that's public. They do look at your at your brand. So you want to be thinking holistically, not just, you know, in, in silos, um, but holistically, what kind of a picture are you putting out there um, for your employer, for potential employers, for people you may be collaborating with professionally that are maybe not even in your, your organization. So I think having a sense of managing that personal brand across these platforms is wise, but I mean, I think it can 
could also really just help your career or your productivity. Because even within an organization, um, if you are being shown on different platforms as someone who is helpful, as someone who's positively contributing, um, you're going to get more opportunities. You're going to have more people to reach out for out to when you need help. So I think there's a lot of, of opportunity um, for employees who are paying attention or for workers who are paying attention. Yeah. So I think this tells you a lot about your organizational culture, whether people feel comfortable having those kinds of networking conversations that you were talking about, Marcy, in a public non-anonymous setting where they're looking for new opportunities within the organization. I think HR and high-level leadership often thinks that they have that kind of growth-minded culture where they're encouraging people to look for new opportunities and to move up within the organization rather than going elsewhere. But from the perspective of an individual employee, if you don't feel like your direct line manager is going to react positively to you networking and looking for other opportunities, I could see that as a reason why you would move to an anonymous setting for those kinds of conversations. So I think that's just something to be aware of in the context of, of your culture. That's a really good point. I, it, it made me immediately think of, um, you know, that old favorite expertise, location, people profile tools. I feel like that's the in-house avenue to get around that, you know, less helpful manager. Well, and what we see is that those types of platforms are most successful in organizations that are project-based, where people are always marketing themselves to get on a new project team, professional services mm -hmm. firms, uh, R&D type organizations, where that's just part of the type of role that you have. But I feel like if you're doing job X and your boss is really happy with job X and you want to move up to doing Y and Z, then it's a little trickier to market yourself in mm -hmm. that way. But I, I was also thinking just more broadly about this concept of your personal brand inside and outside the organization. People always have different faces that they wear based on context. And we're always performing ourselves for different audiences. And that's true at work and not at work. And for, for anyone familiar with the internet, we know that, uh, you know, anonymous commenting rarely brings out the best versions of ourselves. Um, you know, and so I think you have to think about whether what you're putting on an app like Blind is something that you want associated with your personal brand. I feel like the irony is that these things happen because of a lack of trust, but they're putting a lot of trust in this app to keep them anonymous. And we've already seen multiple data breaches from this app. There was one in 2018 that was up for a week. And so I feel like as a, as a company, you should be trying to educate people, not to say you shouldn't be on blind, but be aware that, you know, we don't control this. We, we don't have any control over the information security associated with this. And you might not want to post something that is then all of a sudden going to become not anonymous, uh, you know, because it gets, you know, part of some sort of breach. Um, you know, I, th I think you really got to educate people about, about safety and, and information privacy and what kind of systems you do and do not want to put your trust in. Yeah, that's just a, a great point. I'd say for employees, really think when you're contributing to an anonymous platform, when you're, you're writing something, you know, if this 
were to get out there, if there was a breach, you know, would I be okay with this? You know, um, it, and it's going to be individual based on your, your risk tolerance, um, but it's something to definitely keep in mind. But it's so interesting because I feel like risk aversion is the whole reason people want to take these conversations <laughs> <Right>. anonymous. <laughs> yeah. But then, I mean, first of all, you know, half of them are using their work computer to access this app. And second of all, they really have not thought about the implications if it were to become unanonymous all of a sudden for a wide variety of reasons. Definitely. And I definitely say, assume that everything is being monitored um, coming out of the pandemic. Even if you, you knew you weren't before, you might be now and you might be in the future because that's where the trend is going. And going back to what you're saying about managing your personal brand, make sure that everything you put out there is something that you feel comfortable being associated with your, with your brand. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you. It's been fun. I'm Mercy Harper. Thanks for joining us for this APQC podcast. Please go to apqc.org to learn more and have a great rest of your day.